The future belongs to those who control the culture, and the culture belongs to those who control the conversation. So we are having the conversations you wish you could have at church to build a safe and vibrant community. This is the Oz Table Talk podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Oz Table Talk. My name's Luke. I'm at the table with Steve and Ore. Good evening. Good evening, guys. Hello. So this is, uh, I think, we've done it before informally, but this is the first, like you could call it, official live stream that we've done. So we're, we're recording this podcast, which is how the majority of the people are going to consume this content. But we're also live streaming it to our Discord server. So um, for those that are wanting to see us do it live, you can see a bit of our chat beforehand, a bit of our chat afterwards, and also contribute to the ideas in the chat if you would like to during the stream. So if you want to do that, you can hop on our website website and you can um, click on the link there that'll help you join our discord but mm. having said all of that we have a really interesting topic and since it was Ore's idea which seems to be a trend at the moment or is just like coming up with the goods every every week at the moment uh, I just I just like to talk about interesting things that's yeah all. yeah oh, we're up for it so <laughs> so tell us about it what are we talking about oh, so we're talking about um, is there a place for lying like is there a time where it is a positive good to lie um, mm-hmm. i don't know the exact title of what this is called but that's the that's the, that's the basic idea of yeah what, it's, what we're going to be mm-hmm. talking about mm-hmm. um, because like we know that honesty is currency in our world right mm-hmm. you know like our whole society is built on you know, yeah. you know knowing that that 100 percent transparency and that you can trust that person is is honest and true to their word yeah mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't matter what industry or you know, what culture that you come from mm-hmm. you know or what level of society whether it's like you know a, a husband and wife relationship or friendship or business partnership mm-hmm. it's all predicated on on a level of honesty and, and often it's the highest levels of honesty in, in a lot of cases um, and but and also like the the Bible is very um, instructive on the importance of mm. honesty as well. Mm. But then there are some, and we'll go into some of those examples. There are some examples in Scripture where it's like, oh, they weren't one hundred percent honest, and that mm. just sparks the question: Is there a time where God is okay mm-hmm. with us sometimes maybe not being one hundred percent honest, or maybe even? dare I say like mm-hmm. lying to that person could there be yeah. a place for that mm-hmm. because at the end of the day you know I've, i you know the more i read the bible the more i realize and the more I, li- I live life to be honest the more i realize that you know morality is not always like black and white mm-hmm. you know when you apply as it. much as we would like it to be black and yeah, white. yeah. exactly <laughs> yeah. Like, as much as like we like to have instruction on every detail of our lives mm-hmm. there's like a bit of nuance that yeah. we have to be i think comfortable with Mm -hmm. and uh, and i guess this is one of those areas like you know i just want to put it out there is yet a time Mm. where it is you know not just okay but even beneficial to Mm -hmm. not be 100 percent honest Mm. with that individual Mm -hmm. well there's i can think of some specific examples that i want to i want to get to but just one of the things that you said there that that sprung to mind that i think is interesting is how we, how do we define how do we define a lie? Like I, I guess I, what I'm trying to figure out is what makes it bad in the first place. Is this just an arbitrary rule, or is there is there a reason, a deeper reason, that lying is considered to be such a bad thing? Because I think that might help be in that might help inform some of our positions when we get to ap- applying these things. So, what would yeah. you say is a lie, and why is it bad? 
Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a hard question. It was like mm. outrightly, outrightly, d- d- ugh, outrightly just described because it can be so many things. Like, mm. or I was mentioning, I don't know if it was mm. quite when hit record or not, but like you know, exaggeration. Like, that's such a part of just storytelling. Is mm. like obviously like it's dramatic over exaggeration. So you're not you're not misleading the person in the sense that they actually believe. Like the fish was three feet long that yeah, got away. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but like you're. You're embellishing the story to make it more appealing to your audience. Mm-hmm. In that case, I say, well, you know, is is that a problem opposed to just like outrightly, you know, like especially for people who like, and uh, there's something else I worried said that I want to come back to in a second, but like the your spheres of influence, like those people in that inner sphere of influence, like deliberately misleading them when they trust you and it's something that's important to them, like that would be like for me at least like a, like where lying is definitely unacceptable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So interesting. So so we get to the it's sort of getting to that place of motive, right? Someone intentionally trying to deceive. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'd say that's a good def- definition. Mm-hmm. And and it's interesting something and like it's it's more of a side bit. So I'll just insert it here so that we yeah. don't have to come back to it. But yeah. Um. Or I said we have to. I think you said assume that people are telling the truth or you said something along those lines and um, Malcolm Gladwell has written an interesting book and I haven't finished it yet but my brother recommended it to me and we were listening to it on our trip and it's called Talking to Strangers and he's talking about how as humans we have to assume that the people who are conveying information to us are telling the truth Hmm. because if you didn't you would like you just couldn't achieve anything because you would (laughs) just be perpetually distrusting everything so you'd yeah, never yeah. be able to trade you'd never be able to and and he comes at it from an evolutionary point of view saying that humans just have evolved this this way of dealing with it because to assume the opposite is just not not practical yeah. and people do rot the system and like obviously make the most of people's like tr- like default trust setting mm-hmm. but yeah this is very interesting that we can't have that you know we can't live life assuming that everyone's lying to us Mm. because the small percentage of times that someone is and we get you know we get duped by the scammer or whatever far outweighs the the negative impact that would be if we distrusted everyone in our lives yeah yeah Yeah. i mean there's a level of cynicism that is very much um, pervasive in our culture isn't it Mm. like we don't trust anything anymore we don't trust our politicians we don't trust the the health advice public mm-hmm. health advice that's given out we yeah. don't trust you know mm. like the the local mechanic who's trying to like yeah. rot us from, <laughs> yeah. you know like you know everyone's like kind of out to get us and that's yeah. such a toxic way of living life mm-hmm. eh? like yeah. like i i've definitely fallen for that kind of attitude almost where it's like i just like have a very cynical view of the world and think yeah you're probably just like yeah. giving me some some bs here yeah <laughs> like yeah. you know but like yeah, you guys you know yeah. like and it's like I don't, I don't like to live my life like that you know yeah. i think you know like you said it's dangerous to have that that mindset mm-hmm. and it, we can't be experts in everything so at some point like even if the mechanic is rorting you at some point you've got to say well either my like you know my default one is changing or it doesn't and if you got mm. no idea what even if that is a thing mm. if he's telling you it needs doing well the risk is you saying no and all of a sudden your car mm. needs a part replaced that's you know 10 times more expensive than if you just listen to him yeah mm. so at some point you've got to just trust even if you're being manipulated and you know losing at some point but fundamentally sorry for cutting you off that, but yeah, sometimes no. i wonder like is the reason why we do lie is it because we don't fundamentally we don't trust the um the other person in in kind of 
having our best interests, so to speak? Like, like is it because like I don't trust you that you get where I'm coming from, so I'm gonna lie to you, kind of thing, or really? I don't trust you that you know that you you will. You know, assume, do the right thing by right me thing under normal me. circumstances yeah. so therefore I'm going to paint my story differently yeah, yeah. like I think mm. fundamentally there's a sense of like we don't want to be vulnerable mm-hmm. so we tend to like twist the story because we don't want to like portray a side of ourselves that that we are scared that someone might not take very mm-hmm. well or Okay. Or, you know, we might See, get I, rejected. I find this really interesting because this is one of the things that I've had to recognize about myself. And that is, if you had have asked me when I was younger, are you an honest person? I would have said, absolutely, I'm an honest person. I didn't... This is one of the things that, you know, marriage tends to highlight things about you where you thought you were okay and you find out you're not. So this was one of them for me. <laughs> and um, I and Sarah's always saying, but that's not exactly right. Like you didn't say that or like wh- whatever it was. And it's not that I was ever trying to lie, but as a people pleaser, if I was talking to you, we were having a conversation just like we're having now. And the conversation starts to bend in a direction where I think that my position or what I did is going to be viewed badly by you. I mm. I had such a strong desire to be liked by you that even I, w- I wouldn't just come out and, and tell you a, a story, like a made-up story. I wouldn't do yeah. that. But I would tell you the story and I would tweak the details in such a way so as I think it's optimized for you to like me. Mm. And That's, doesn't everyone do that though? Yeah, but how much do you do that? For me, like it okay. was like it was to the point where I would say it was it was unhealthy. These notifications are continuing, so I'm going to stop the notifications. Mm. And I'm going to come so, back and I'm going to reboot that. So that's a that's a instead of um you you never went into like lies of commission, mm. latent lies of commission was more just like slight exaggeration. Yeah, e- exaggeration yeah. or like it's just filtering. That's like yeah, I guess that's what I do in a conversation. Like. Mm. You're not deliberately leaving out a fact or exaggerating a fact. Like it's more, you know, I'm talking to surveyors now, so I'm gonna, yeah. you know, filter out. You know, like, you know, what'd you do on your weekend? You don't, mm-hmm. you don't tell them. Oh, I, I had dinner and then I vacuumed the house. Like you just, you know, <laughs> yeah. You, know, you, you pick I, the points of salience. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah, like the interesting parts. You know. Yeah, and I, I think that's okay. But in in my situation, what I I guess what I mean more by that is like, uh, hypothetically, if I said something and you and you said, oh, but I think it's this way. Like mm. I would try to find a way to like, oh, uh, but yeah, that's what I meant. Like, you uh, know, or right. like, like okay. reshaping what I believe in who I am in order to like, yeah, to be right. fitting in with who I'm talking to. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Which is not helpful. And I, over, over time, that's something that I, I don't do anymore. I, hopefully as far as yeah. I know, I don't, but um, I just think it's interesting. The motivations that, that come into play, right? For me, it was this intense need to, yeah. You know, belong or please others or whatever it might be whereas for a confidence man who's trying to extort money from somebody they're mm. doing it because they're trying to get a financial gain you know the, the motives are different but the the actions can be similar right they're still deception yeah there is the reason i get tempted most is because i know the outcome like it's it's normally like a repeated issue like mm. you haven't like done a certain job or you know and yep. you're just like mm. like you know that the outcome like you you're, you just know what's going to happen you just like if I just say this and go and do it, problem solved. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Is, uh, yeah. they're the times where I'm just like, mm. okay. And so I guess now we're getting into the territory of what we'd call white lies, right? Lies that don't like, it's not affecting the overall outcome. It's just sort of like, like lubricating society. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So how do we feel about that? Like, is, is that an acceptable? The way I look at white lies, is the same way I look at white sugar. <laughs> oh wow okay so like white lies like yeah it's like it seems 
okay. Like, you know, you get that high. Mm. Um, but then like eventually, like if you say enough of it, yeah. you just crash and burn. Yeah. Because just, you're just accumulating mm-hmm. what seemed like so insignificant, you know, yeah. to, it then becomes a, a much bigger thing than you initially had in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you, you almost have to kind of follow it up with another mm-hmm. white lie. So it's never as minuscule as we first thought it would be. Yeah. Um, so I think we have to be a bit cautious. However, I don't know. Like I'm reading scripture and I'm seeing... I don't know. Like we might get into it later, well, but okay, I'm saying a couple of scriptures. How about we flip on to the other side? Like, let's say, okay, well, we're sort of already painting the picture that maybe there's some that's okay, but let's let's look at it the other way. How does how does the Bible describe lying? Mm. Mm. Let's look at a few yeah. texts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Revelation twenty one eight. Revelation. Oh, oh. Twenty one eight. That's harsh. It, it if, just, if it's what I think it is. Yeah, it, it lists all of the sins and long story short, it and it was a running joke in Pathfinders, like lies go to hell is the <laughs> is the um general gist of that verse. Uh yeah, that's what I, that's what I thought it was. Yeah. Did you want to read it, Steve? Or you want to do it? Um I'll be there in two seconds. Alright, so um <clears throat> so, oh, context. Yeah, I get, well, okay. So, Revelation twenty one twenty two are describing the New Jerusalem and all the the good things that happen at the second coming of Jesus. Or, well, is it no third? I guess third coming of third Jesus. Third coming, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, then we jump into what happens to the people who don't make it there. Um, but for the cowardly and unbelieving and abominable and murderers and sexually immoral persons and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars, their part will be in the lake that burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Wow, yeah. that's brutal. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm. And so even though I think what we're saying, what you're saying, Ore, is that their lying is not as clear as what we wish it was. Ultimately, though, the at, at its root, this is where lying or deception leads. Mm. I, I think I think we can be clear about that. But how we how we cut it in between those two extremes, I, I think, is what is important for like where we're going to get in the, in the conversation. I, I, personally, I was thinking about uh, the Ten Commandments. Right mm. now, there's not a clear commandment that says I don't lie. Yeah, but um, we definitely get, and I actually think this is more telling. Right, mm. um, Exodus chapter twenty. Verse 16, you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. Mm. Now, in a way, I, that, that it's more specific. It is deception. It, it is bearing false witness. You're telling a lie about your, your neighbor or your friend or whoever it is in your community, right? But the interesting thing is, it is a lie, but it's framed as the the breaking of relationship, right? You're lying about somebody else. And so... Reputation damage. Reputation damage. And there is also the implication of, uh, you know, you see a number of examples in scripture like, um, uh, what is it, King Ahab? He wanted the vineyard. Who's the guy's name? Oh, now you test me. Nabal? Yeah. Nabal's vineyard. And... So they go, oh, well, he can't get it. And so Jezebel says, you know, let's get some scoundrels to lie about him, basically. And so they do. They, they, they stand up and they go, oh, we've heard him blaspheme or whatever. And, and he get, he gets killed. And so Ahab can get his, his vineyard. Yeah. That is 
in my mind, that's probably one of the key things that this is referencing. Not that it was at the same time frame, but it's that it's that idea, right? If you're bearing false witness against someone else, that is detrimental to them. Mm. If if it's false, like that's somebody that's that's dying or, or losing a property or whatever because you have lied about them and you've obviously got an ulterior motive there. So yeah. uh, that to me, the picture that, that, that comes from this, but it can be more simple than that too, I guess. Mm. Are you, is it possible that, can we read into that, that there's a little bit of wiggle room mm. in terms of like, okay, as long as I'm not damaging a relationship or I'm not, mm. you know, detri- being detrimental to another person, mm. you know, like the, the whole idea of love your neighbor, love yourself, right? Mm. But, yep. you know, like maybe even if it's not a 100% true, it could be okay. Is there a potential... Can I ask you a question, Ori? Are there any circumstances where you would want someone to lie to you? Mm. You just said do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And so I'm I'm just exploring this idea for a second. I I think that's a very difficult question to to answer, but I can speak from my experience as a clinician Mm -hmm. where often we have to break bad news to mm-hmm. patients and it's like life-changing it could be like news about you know there's going to be a restriction on on your life mm-hmm. you know like something terminal or something like that and often there's a there's time and place you know i think you know when you're going through so much the last thing a, a patient may not want to hear um the, not, the last thing a patient wants to hear is that you know they're about to die mm. you know because that could be really now, you really have to watch, you know, the state of their mental health, mm. whether they can handle that kind of a truth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's a level of, level of compassion mm-hmm. that I think you need to have mm-hmm. in like making sure that you're not bearing bad news all at once. Maybe yeah. eventually you get to the truth. Mm-hmm. But if they ask, you know, if a patient asks, hey, am I going to die? Mm. Maybe, you know, suddenly, you know, in, in my training, we're taught that, and, if, and I've, I've also read in some Christian literature where it may not be the best idea to be 100% honest at that moment mm-hmm. and saying that, yes, you're definitely going to die because that's very shocking news. And, mm. you know, that's, that's mm. quite full on. Ease them into the idea. Yeah. 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 And I think that could be mm-hmm. a time where maybe I would appreciate not to get the full news straight away. But mm-hmm. it's hard to tell because that's a very intense situation. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 When you were talking about that, it just something struck me from, from scripture when Jesus, you know, the um, Jesus is talking to his disciples and he says, "But you know, you can't you can't bear it all now, right? Like he, mm. he, he's he's metering out the truth. He's not lying to them, but he uh, he gives he's giving progressive revelation, right? The, to to use the term that we would more commonly use now, he's using yeah. progressive revelation. Yeah. He's giving them the truth, and then he's giving them more truth, and then he's giving them more truth, and yeah." Uh, Again, what's Jesus' motive in doing that? Same as what you're saying, right? He's preparing them to accept the the final truth or the next truth. Yeah. And so every truth helps them to accept the next one. Yeah. And I, I think I think that when we're talking about lying in a way that is or it will beneficial somehow, I, I think that is where it has to come from. It has to come from a place of the best interest of the hearer. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's that's probably the model. That and I that's what I'm out. gleaning from yeah. this mm-hmm. verse that you just read mm-hmm. on the from the Ten Commandments. Yeah, it's like it's there's this to me. It's hinting at that. 
yeah. of what you've just said is that, you know, yeah. obviously you don't want to damage someone's reputation mm-hmm. because that's the whole point of the Ten Commandments. To, to me, like, this is why I, I was alluding to in the, in the beginning of this conversation about, you know, morality being black and white. Yeah. Like, in that the whole idea, like, the reason why God gave us the Ten Commandments is for our benefit. Mm-hmm. It's not to kind of, like, got ya, you know, kind of yeah, thing. It's yeah. not like, you know, it's trying to trick us or make our lives difficult. Yeah. He wants to enrich our lives and it's, he knows it's for our ultimate good. So, like, if it's for the ultimate good that you're not going to damage someone's reputation, I think that's pretty obvious. You know, mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Know. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, lying doesn't sit personally, doesn't sit well personally for me. Mm-hmm. Pretty much at all. And that's because I've seen, like, a fair few, like, well, I guess what the ramifications of that can be. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me personally, I choose to be as honest as I can be. And, like, obviously, like, you have like slip-ups but like i'm deliberately as honest as i can be like if something breaks like it's like straight to like telling work you know i yeah, broke that was this me. yep you know like there's no mucking around it's just like this is what happened you know how do i fix it you know pretty much but um it's because you want to be that person like i don't want to be that person that you know how i was mentioning that we have to assume that everyone in our lives is telling us the truth mm-hmm. like i want everyone to be able to make that assumption but know that it is true yeah. instead of assuming that I'm telling them the truth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't want there anyone to ever be like, well, I have to assume that this person's telling me the truth at this point, but I really don't know. And from past experiences, yeah. I'm questioning it. Like, I don't yeah. want to be that person. Yeah. And I think as Christians, especially like as we're called to be examples, that we should be like, and I know we're like obviously going to delve into a little bit more of the gray areas, but mm. I think that... I don't know where lying is acceptable. I don't think I would ever black and white say that it is acceptable ever. Mm-hmm. Um, to to what degree we can discuss that as we mm. go. But yeah, pers- oh. personally, I'd sit on the, yeah, just yep. don't do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think at a principle level, I 100% agree with you. And as you were saying, that just also reminded me, there was mm. a there was a person that I was... I don't know if you want to call it coaching, helping through a certain season in their experience. And I found it, I found it frustrating, let's say near impossible to help them because they would talk to multiple people and they would give like different stories, different stories yeah. as, as they went through. And when I would talk to them, I would feel like, hey, I made some real progress. You know, I was able to talk to them about this issue, which is obviously causing them a lot of stress and get them to the place where they can accept some of that and move through it. And then I hear from someone else that they've spoken to who's had the complete opposite conversation yeah. with them like the day after I've had that. And, and it's just like... What is going on? Yeah, what is yeah. going on? And so it's sort of like, unless you can actually get the truth about what a person thinks, feels, or, or what their experience has been, if you can't get that, then it's virtually impossible to... There's no there's no tenable relationship at all. Exactly. Mm-hmm. What, yeah. How do you build a relationship that is on a, on that shifting surface, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I agree with that. Um, I, and I think that I, I would agree with you that at, at a core level, honesty must be paramount. And, uh, you know, there's some, there's some great... Um, like thinking around this and, and like the, the need for honesty and, and uh, like you say, this discussion is more about the grey areas than it is about the, the clear ones because I think we could all agree that optimal scenario is that there is zero dishonesty of any form ever. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the question becomes, and I'd be really interested in what in how you process it because <laughs> you, you've already taken a, a rather firm stance. Yeah, that's so, a very yeah. I'm kind, of, awesome. I'm kind of taken aback by the, the, the oh. <laughs> firmness of the stance. Like, but like, like, like yeah. I, like I, like what Lucas said. Like, I, I 100% agree with you. Yeah. In principle. In pr- yeah, yeah. But, but I think that there's, there's definitely, um, yeah. Then, then, then there needs to be. Uh, there, there has to be some form of nuance. That, Can I go for a textbook like moral moral quandary and and see what you say? <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay. So, the when I was researching for this episode and I was looking around uh, the the internet in the the vast wilds, I came across a a recurring name, and the name is Corey Ten Boom. Right in, during the. Uh, Nazi power, her yeah. family harbored Jews. And when the Nazis came and knocked on the door and said, are you hiding any Jews here? The question then becomes, what do you say at that point? Do you say, yeah, yeah, I do. Or, or do you say no? I'll answer your story with a story and then we can talk about it. <laughs> there, is, there is a story of the exact same scenario. There's a family of, I forget what nationality they were, but obviously not on the hit list of the yep. the Nazi party. Mm-hmm. And they did have some Jews under... So they had like a, a trapdoor under their table. Mm-hmm. And the Nazi soldiers walked in and said, where are you hiding the Jews? And the lady said, oh, they're under the table. Yeah. And he loads laughed at her and walked out. Yeah. So, Yes, mm. and that, that's Corey Ten Boom. That's that oh, story. Oh, this is that story? Yeah, I know. I, I was oh, sort of like... Right, okay. I, I fully expected you to agree with it. So my, my question is, if you were in that scenario though... Would you say they're under the table? That's and I guess yeah. And this this is where the thing is. I don't think as a human I could possibly do that mm-hmm. because I don't have enough faith. I guess that she was showing then. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I didn't realize it was the same person. Yeah, yeah, um, same story. That's cool. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I know. I was help. I was. I was. I was working on your on your side of this ideology for a second. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, I think personally I would just be like, no. But then. I don't know. So let me maybe we I can't say imagine it, like, it. Yeah, may, maybe we'd say it like this: you would say no, but you recognise it in your own mind as a failing. Yes, probably. Okay. Yes. So uh, ultimately, your point is still consistent. Your question in, whether in the you, light, yeah, yeah in the light of that story, then yes. But hmm. yeah, I think if you trust God enough, then mm-hmm. because I mean, and even if they did, like, oh, that's such a hard. That's such a hard line, though, isn't it? Because if, like, they were discovered, then, like, it's purely your fault that they died. But anyway, I yeah. don't know. That's a that's a tough one. <laughs> Have you guys uh, studied Joshua chapter two, where it's like the story of Rahab? Rahab. Mm-hmm. What's your guys' thoughts on that? Like, she literally, blatantly. Yeah, straight but, up like she, she was a prostitute, so let's just. <laughs> but like she was. But is the like, problem that she was a prostitute, or the she, fact she wasn't acquainted with Yahweh? Yeah, but she was like saved. Yeah, yeah, she was. Mm-hmm. God could have like sent the lightning bolt, you know. Ba-bam. Because it's not like, come on, like, do you have to be acquainted with Yahweh to know that lying's bad? No, because it's just you like know? a human. <laughs> Yeah. Like God has we should know intuitively law. that that's God wrong. has written mm. the law in our hearts. Well, right? well, interestingly, and I, um, so been listening to Dan Carlin's um, yeah, thing at uh, Luke's recommendation, yeah, yeah, um, and he was talking about the Persians, how their whole empire was structured around like honesty was one of their like key principles, mm-hmm. and so that was kind of like the 
the oh, what's the word like the the test tube the human test tube of seeing how honesty would play out and like you'd literally die if you lied in the Persian Empire. Mm. Mm. Um, that, that 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 makes Daniel chapter six much more like you know where like oh, you like you yeah. know how like the yeah. the, um, the king couldn't go against his word once yeah. he said something like once yeah. it's something yeah it's yeah. in so stone that's that, it that, that, you know just you providing insight into that culture it's like okay that makes sense yeah yeah, yeah. so it's like a cultural thing so. Y- yes, I'd agree that like she would have been aware of it. I don't know. What do you think, Ori? Are you Good God didn't like, seem to have a problem with it. It's, eh? it's <laughs> kind of the same. It's kind of the same scenario though that we were just like. It's literally the exact same scenario. Yeah. Like you have hostages. <laughs> it's just in the Bible. Yeah. yeah. So mm. I have a thought about this because yeah. when I read that, I, I I also took the position. Well, not took the position, but like my my first thought was, <coughs> well. She does it. It's for the good of God's people and she's saved. So, like, uh, as a net positive, there's, it looks mm. good. Then I thought, well, if I was really... If I was on the other side of this argument, how would I read it? If I was the other, on the other side of this argument, I would be saying, well, just because the Bible records that she did it doesn't mean that God approved of it, right? Oh, for sure. Just because she was... Um, she put her faith in God... The day that I chose to put my faith in God didn't mean that I had completely expunged sin from my life either. So, you know, mm. that's not in it, in and of itself. I don't think that's compelling enough. Sure. Yeah. But Matthew chapter 12 mm. is very interesting from this perspective. Um, Matthew chapter 12, verse 1. At that time, Jesus went through the grain fields on the Sabbath and his disciples were hungry and began to pluck the heads of grain and, and to eat. And when the Pharisees saw it, they said, they said to him, Look, your disciples are doing what is not lawful to do on the Sabbath. But he said to them, Have you not read? By the way, that is like, that is like straight up offensive to any Pharisee, right? Like to, to imply that there was something in the Bible that they hadn't read. Yeah, was, yeah not a good thing. <laughs> Have you not read uh, what David did when he was hungry and those that were with him? How he entered the house of God and ate the showbread, which was not lawful for him to eat, nor uh, nor for those who were with him, but only for the priests. Or have you not read that the law, uh, that in the law, that on the Sabbath the priests in the temple profane the Sabbath and are blameless? Yet I say to you that in this place there is one greater than the temple. Mm. Jesus is is giving an order of priority. So if I'm reading this right, Jesus is at, at no point did Jesus say, "Oh, it was actually okay for da- for David to eat the bread." He says, "No, all, all the priests to work in the temple." He, he said, "Yeah, priests working in the temple, David eating the bread, both of those things were against the law. They were both wrong." But they were both in contradiction because they were they had to be yeah, in submission to the, the higher law, right? It's it's interesting that you use that story though, because the outcome of David eating the bread well, the outcome of David's lies which led to him eating the bread led to the destruction of that whole city. Well yeah, the slaughter of innocent priests. Yeah. Too, yeah. So in effect, I mean if he'd been honest to the priests, they probably would have given it to him. Mm. Right. But they, at least they would have been able to take responsibility for their actions when Saul came opposed to being like, like uh, it being what, what taken you, from their hands so yeah yeah like they yeah. they lost the right to choose in that situation so Jesus here is talking about the bread that was set aside for the priests only but he didn't say that David's lying to get the bread was appropriate mm-hmm. but I do like I do see your point about the like compassion being mm. like Definitely something that Jesus values mm. of a high priority, and in like in the moral philosophy 
area right you know that there's there's these big philosophers right there's like, like you know Immanuel Kant you know and he, he was an absolutist he said that you know it, lying as an example but like he applied this across all morality right if something is wrong it's universally wrong and there is no circumstance under which it could be considered right and so therefore you shouldn't do it mm. he, that, that was his perspective on virtually all issues of morality but there is on the other end of the spectrum you know you got situational ethics it's sort of like it's it's right you know yeah. what totalitarianism a totalitarianism. Um, totalitarianism. I think that's oh, fine. Or that, philo- that latter, latter philosophy. Utilitarianism. I okay, think so. Yeah. So it, basically, wrong. doing what is yeah, what has better utility at the time. That, that, yeah, that that is. It's similar to that. Like it's a part of that that ecosystem of thinking. But mm. yeah, the idea is the ethics of something is either culturally motivated, so it's only wrong if it's wrong in your community. Or yeah. it is situational. So, like, is it expedient for me right now? Like, utilitarian, right? Is, right now, in this in this scenario, is it okay for me to to do this thing? And based on what's going on, yeah, probably for the greater good. For the greater good, mm. sure. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but I don't think either extreme is right. I, I think there there's like this other form of of mm. ethics where it's called. Um, I'll remember it in a second. Uh, graded absolutism, and that that agrees that there are moral absolutes, mm. you know, a, a la um, C.S. Lewis, right? That there are these moral absolutes that govern our behavior and our relationship to God. But if they are if they are ever found in conflict, we should always seek to obey the the, the higher order, so mm. to speak, like the the, the ones that are. <laughs> what is this? What is this face? Sorry, I don't know what's going on in your head. I, th- I think like I'm worried about the, 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 the dangerous territory. Okay, potentially uh, with that. Yeah. Because um, when you think of Caiaphas, the priest, yes, he kind of took that similar mentality where it was like he saw the oh, okay. great good of the nation, mm-hmm. and mm. he saw fit that oh Jesus is ex- like he saw Jesus as expendable mm-hmm. for the good of the nation. He thought yes. it's better for Jesus to die than see the whole of society collapse mm-hmm. in his mind. Yeah. You know, so is graded absolutism right, or did he just? Pick Pick the wrong priority, but what defines the what defines the grade? Because that isn't that isn't specified anywhere. Like, do you mm. decide the grade? Yeah, and that and in my and at that point, it's pretty much just utilitarianism because you are just picking what grade suits you in your like ethical situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that, I think that's a fair objection. I, I see in in my case, I don't know that. I don't know that going back to the illustration of the uh, you know hiding the Jews right from the from the Nazis. Mm. I don't think I would have a moment of um, second guessing myself in that scenario. I would lie straight up. No, no, yeah. like no. I wouldn't feel conscience at that point. I wouldn't think, oh, maybe I shouldn't have done that. Because mm. um, I mean, I guess you morally like justified as well because you're saying like I'm I'm associating myself with these people so that if they get caught, I'm dying. Like as in like. Yeah, like it's a good thing. Like you're being like selfless in that act, so you can yes. kind of morally justify mm-hmm. breaking, like, well, for for lying because you're mm-hmm. like, well, I'm putting myself at greater risk by doing that than yep. than saying, oh, that you know, they just came in here, they're under the table, like, yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. And uh, see, but this Caiaphas thing is is is, is bothering me. <laughs> 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 what are you doing to me? All right, okay, so. I'm trying to I'm trying to trace this this thread going going back via Caiaphas and it's like if we if we try to analyze it the same way and we say okay if Caiaphas was doing this 
what like what was the motivation how was he processing that like you said in the, in the juice scenario you are doing something that is it's for the obvious good right this mm. is something that is you know there is an innocent person here and i'm going to be so virtually solely responsible for their death mm. if i if i tell the truth right now to this person um in Caiaphas' situation when he made that argument of it being oh this is for the good of the people was it like was it for the good of the people or was he using that for political expedience mm. you know and in that yeah. scenario was he well, just motive. trying to yeah was he convicted that Jesus was the son of god had he just shut his eyes to it mm. and so in that case mm. were, was his, were his actions um uh, what's the word i'm looking for were they like completely self motivated Rather than selfless, in the example that we were saying, like, does the mo- is the motivation the the key theme here? Ooh, this is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love when you ooh yourself. <laughs> hey, I don't care where the I don't care where the ideas come from. If they're good ideas, they're good ideas. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think I think that's the difference. I think the motivation for it is what made the that makes the change. Mm. Rahab had no self motivated reason for lying about the the spies because if she had of said oh there they are but she she acted okay yeah plot twist she actively hid <laughs> hid them yes which she had been punished so like especially but if she actively hid them sending them up and then someone comes and knocks on the door and, and says where are they she goes, she goes they ran upstairs oh uh, true you know she's got favor yeah okay i guess right. i guess you could but you'd have to lie again because yeah. oh, well, she could just say I lied, and and they're hiding upstairs. They think I'm protecting them, right? Like, yeah, yeah, true that, true so, that. Yeah, so uh, lots of lying, lot, lots of lying, right? <laughs> lies produce lies. Yeah. So, uh, so bad. I guess my pit. <laughs> yeah, so just don't do it. <laughs> Problem solved. So, so I guess I don't think lying, even for the right reasons, isn't problematic. I think it absolutely is, and I think David was a great example of that, like you pointed out before. Mm. Um, so I'm well, not saying he wasn't. Was he lying for the right reasons though? Well, maybe he thought he was protecting the priests by like, yeah. Them. But also, he thought that if he told them the truth, that they wouldn't give him what he needed, mm. like weapon and food. Know. Yeah, but yeah. that's that's what I mean. Like, that's yeah. why you got to tell know. the truth and kind of run with, yeah, run with the mm-hmm. the cards you get dealt, opposed to yeah. trying to manipulate the your hand. Yeah. See, this is Emmanuel Kant's position. He, one of his interesting things, because when posed this question of the hiding the Jews, his response was along the lines of, well. You can't possibly know what set of events that you're going to kick off in either situation. In either situation, so mm. you might think that is going to end in their death, but you don't actually know that. That, that mm. you, you you don't have a crystal ball. So therefore, we should just, like you're saying, just tell the truth 100. percent Hide also, them better. Problem solved. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so I, I don't know what the right answer is there, but the, I think that there is a compelling argument for that. Yeah. Mm. I've never seen um, God's law looked at like that, that kind of graded kind of mm. absolutism. Is that what you, what yeah, you graded absolutism is absolutism. the philosophical idea. Of but when I, when I think about it, it's like, yeah, there is, I think that's what Jesus was hinting at when he talks about like this, like the two great commandments and then everything falls underneath that. Mm-hmm. Would you say that? Like, you know, like fundamentally, the whole point of law is to love God mm. with all your heart mm. and yeah. then you're loving a neighbor as you love yourself. Yes, it's uh, not that, uh, but at the same time, Jesus says that not one jot or one tittle mm. is. I know. don't think it's graded. I think it's more that this is big picture principles, 
this is more like here you go dummy. granular data yeah here you go dummies here's some like mm. you know step by steps yeah because then because then like you're saying like he extrapolates like like further like you, you should not hate like you should not yeah. last like you know like yeah pulling it out further like so you know you should not bear false witness like that's in a, a very legal sense so you've yeah you know someone's you know trespassing your land or you know that you, you're lying that they've stolen your sheep so you can you know make money or whatever the situation is like you're lying in a court of law hurting their reputation but what's like that's that's fairly common sense like what's yeah. the extrapolation from there if hatred comes from murder like what is like mm. what's was jesus extrapolation out of that yeah yeah mm. okay that's fair enough mm. okay then how do we explain stories like um when samuel is about to anoint king david yeah samuel has this legitimate concern in his mind that oh what's Saul's gonna think God's like just say that you're worshipping me a half truth yeah like how do you like literally God's prescribing him yeah, I'm not yeah. saying it's a, like yeah. whether we think it's a lie or not we can debate that yeah. mm. but like it's not 100% it's, <laughs> it's, it's not the whole truth <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think you have to answer things like so um, at work an employee was like oh six months plus and no one really knows why it was a bit you know a bit hush hush and one of the guys i work with does know and, and i asked him i said hey like what went down and he said oh like there's a there's a few things in there that you know they're private and confidential mm. I, i'm not going to talk about it yeah you know like he, he's he's kind of answered the question but he's also just like shut it down yeah. and that's a little bit different to you know samuel's thing but it's just like you just shut the conversation down before you have to get to the lying point. So it's mm-hmm. just like, where are you going? It's like, yeah. I'm going to go do profit things. Like, I'm going to go and... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so do some profit things. Yeah, I'm going to do some profit things. Look, the way I would say it, and I, I, I perhaps this is... Perhaps I've neglected to paint it this way, but the way I, I would view it, I would see the lying, lying for the right reason as the last like the last possible move, right? I, I, I think as you mm. try not to get yourself into that position in the first place, mm. be as truthful as possible as you go down that, try mm. to shut the conversation off as early as possible if you think you're going to have to it, and and sort of like treat that as I want to challenge that. It, yeah. I don't think it works. I think if you've tried your best to yeah. honestly engage with the topic and the person, yes. by the time you get to the point where you're like, I might as well lie. Mm-hmm. They're just gonna know you're lying because you've shown you like hint. like you've exhausted all the other options. Like you've told them as much as you're willing to tell them, mm. and then all of a sudden you come up with like extra information, or you're just like, yeah. "Oh no, I'm doing this." And like, well, if it's if it was just that, why didn't you tell me? Like, why yeah. have we been fighting for the last hour? You yeah, know? like, hmm. yeah, I, okay, I don't that, know. That, that, that's a fair thing. And I think I think it matters. I think the the situation here matters because uh, to be clear, what I'm arguing over is the 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 extreme end cases, right? Okay. Where where someone is going to die. Like, yeah. they're, they're the cases that I'm arguing for. Mm. Or like, you know, even in your examples yeah. of people who are at the end of life, right? Yeah. Someone is going the to mental die. Health right? mental, mental health. Right? Mental health. The health is at stake and how you package the information is going to have a dramatic impact on their outcomes. Yeah. I, I, in these kind of like extreme scenarios, that that's the only place that this is talking about. Like I, yeah. I, I want to stress the fact that I'm not advocating this just when you're having a, you know, an, an 
an uncomfortable conversation with your boss or your wife. This, yeah. this is this is like in those absolute extreme scenarios. Yeah. I think everything inside of that, I'm 100 in in Team Steve. Okay, so yeah. with with okay, I just had a thought. Hmm. With the whole, you know, someone's gonna die if I tell the truth. Hmm. So what? Like, as in, like, if if we. <laughs> If no, it's no, me, no. Steve, please don't ever no, say no, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 I know, I know. And, like, this is, like, brutally harsh. Yeah, yeah. But if we believe that, like, there is a God who's defeated death, yeah. so what? Yeah. Mm. Like, we've been called to tell the truth, so what? You know? Yeah. In a worry situation, like... And, again, like, I don't have the same experience as you, but I know that, like, when mum was going through, um, like, everything that she's been through, mm. like, you don't want to know a half-truth, like... I know there's some people who probably do, mm. but it's probably a personality thing more than anything mm. as well. But just like you want to know where you're at because it gives you time to prepare. Like, mm. is it kinder to tell someone that they're dying now or in a month when they've got three days left? Like, mm-hmm. you know, like when, like at what point do you have to tell them, and at what point is it going to be more damaging? Like, it's going to be like devastating no matter when you say it. Mm. And I think it's how you say it more than yeah. like. Like and, and to your point, often, normally what we do is like we say, look, how much do you want to know? How yeah. much do you want to know? Mm-hmm. And some patients say, I don't want to know. Spare me the details. Yeah. They'll, they'll, they'll be upfront and, yeah. and do that. Yeah. And in that case, you're not lying. Like you're not lying to them in the sense that no. they're like, how am I doing, doc? Like you'd never say, you're going to be fine. You'll be out of here tomorrow. Like, mm-hmm. like you'd never do that. Mm-hmm. So I think in your situation, you're not actually lying to someone. You're just saying, look, it's not looking great. Like, you know, maybe, oh, we're still waiting on some tests that would be like, mm. like, you know, you already know, yeah. but you know, they're going to be like the conclusive, you know, nail yeah. in the coffin, yeah, you the know, God standards. Like, like forgive the, the pun, but mm. you know, yeah, yeah it's, yeah. it's how you couch it. Like, Even if know. it's a child? <sighs> oh, that's hard. <laughs> that's hard. <laughs> yeah. Life is sticky, isn't it? <laughs> that's hard, man. That's hard. How, how do you handle that? You're the doctor, oh. man. Thank, to be honest, thankfully, I haven't been through a lot of situations like that. That's yeah, mostly adults. Mm. Um, like, obviously, yeah. you've got to tell the parents. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Uh, but, I mean, in that situation, I probably wouldn't, like... Because you've told the parents, that's their job. Like, you know, if, if the kid, like, directly asks you, say, like, hey, look, talk to mommy and daddy about this if I had a chat to them. You know, like, like let them handle the what's... You know, like if they if they haven't told their kid at all, you know, say they're you know fourteen, fifteen. Okay, so par- what if you're the parent then? As in, when do you want to know? Well, what what I'm no no no. What I'm oh. meaning is like you're just pushing the problem mm. onto someone else, right? But the, it's not your parent- role. No, it's not your role as the doctor. But then what, what I'm meaning is then what about the parent? Would it be okay for the parent to lie to the child at that point? I don't, like just again like either just like like bench a topic and say hey yeah. look we'll talk about this tomorrow you know yeah. or like you know <laughs> or just say i don't know I, yeah. like this is all hypothetical and i'm oh, a, I'm a big softy at heart so like i can't i can't imagine having to do it like i honestly can't yeah, yeah. but i don't think lying like you don't think it fixes i anything. can't imagine your kid okay, i'm getting sad <laughs> yeah oh, sorry yeah. Um, no, no, no. no sorry yeah. about that um hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you there, man. And uh, the more, to be perfectly honest, like Imagine I lying to your kid being like the last thing you did. Yeah, like, mm. yeah. No, you're, 
you, you're spot on. And I'm not I'm not implying that they should have. I, I, I was just trying to like find the, the answer to the end of the line of the questioning. But mm. yeah, I'm I'm 100 with you. I don't think I don't think you should mm. is the short answer. But I really do believe that. I I really do believe that in all of these situations that we've talked about. I think the ideal is always going to be to be the truth. And I, hmm. I I guess one thing, like one thing that I have changed my mind on, I guess, through the process and through this conversation, one thing I have changed my mind on is that I don't necessarily think that, I don't necessarily think that God would choose us to lie. I guess it comes back to the original conversation. I, I think mm. the optimum optimum is truth. Yeah. Well, I mean, Jesus says it. Like, I'm oh, the way, the truth, truth and, and the life. life. Like, I mean, yes, it's yeah. not the like... The truth just yeah. set you free. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, but I think uh, that... I don't think that God would hold it against people who did life to save others or, or whatever, mm. like, based on their motivations. Yeah. I don't mm. know that God would hold that as a sin against them, even though what they did was wrong. Yeah. Oh, and like yeah. I said, like, if, if I had people that I was hiding, like, I don't think yeah. I could lie. I mean... Yeah. Could tell, tell the truth. truth. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. I don't know if I could do that, but, yeah. you know, it's so hard. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah. I think ultimately we have to trusting God's goodness and time and time again like some of the examples that are, that we've been bringing up we're really seeing like it's really it's a revelation of how compassionate and how merciful God is mm. like like God he's so understanding of our unique circumstances even something as like the, the last example we mentioned like the Samuel wanting to mm-hmm. coronate, to me that is like nothing compared to like heavier like hiding Jews under the table you know what yeah. I mean like, like mm. it, and even then God is like you know, like so compassionate to Samuel, mm-hmm. like like he doesn't want Samuel <laughs> like to, to have a hard time doing his job, kind yep. of thing. Yeah, like mm-hmm. you know, and, and tries to find a solution for that. Mm-hmm. You know, and to me, that's like more of like mm-hmm. same way like God allowed you know Israel to have a king. Like you know, God's like you know they're not rejecting you, they're rejecting yeah. me ultimately. Yeah. But mm-hmm. He still allowed them to have a king. Yes, not 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 because He's for that. You know, mm-hmm. but He yeah. allowed. It's just a testament of God's yes. character. Mm. How amazing he is. Another example would be um, Abraham lying about um, Sarah's identity, right? Mm. Like, he thought that that was something that was going to work well, that was going to pr- be protective, but instead it actually put them in a in a worse position. And, I mean, he's still the friend of God. He's still, like, Abraham still has that relationship with God, but at the same time, he was still doing things that made it worse in the long run. And I, I, and I, I love the example that you gave of um, Saul there because I think in all of the examples, like in all of these really edge case scenarios that we've found, mm. I think they all share that, right? They all share that quality of not being right, but God using our broken circumstances. Mm. So yeah. I, I, I think that is probably... Yeah. Where, yeah. it, where it needs to fall. Yeah, and I think that's the key. I think ultimately we need to trust in God's goodness. Mm-hmm. Like we should always, our striving should always be ultimate honesty. Mm-hmm. Sometimes brutal honesty, yeah. but with compassion. But not also at the same time maintaining that tension mm-hmm. that God is ultimately loving and forgiving mm-hmm. when we fall short of his yeah. high ideals. Yeah. Well, okay, here's a question for you. If... If you recognize and are repenting of lying, like in in a certain situation, hmm. 
do you rectify that with the truth? So would you like chase down the, the Gestapo and say, oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> I didn't tell you the truth? What? Or do you mean like, or, or like, are you thinking about this in another context now? Like, No, or just any context, like as in to, you know, to leave your gift to the altar and to make right with your brother like that, mm. that constitutes you not only saying the thing you didn't want to say, but then also admitting that you broke trust with that person. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it depends if I caused harm. Yeah, okay. I think that's ultimately it's not as clear cut as that. Yeah, yeah. But I think ultimately, fundamentally, I think that's what it'll come down to. Yeah. If if me lying to you meant that it disadvantaged you in any way or caused emotional, spiritual, mm-hmm. or physical harm or financial harm, mm-hmm. then it's it is prudent on me to to rectify that yeah. as yeah. soon as possible, uh, urgently. Mm-hmm. Um, however, if I saved your life. And somehow from, yeah. from doing that yeah i may be less hesitant to do that because it's yeah. like mm, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> i don't know i think, I think right? i've wear that on my conscience and ask yeah. god privately yeah yeah for forgiveness okay yeah i think yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i can't really think of an example where that would, where it would uh, fit where elsewhere. that would fit but yeah. i think ultimately that's the principle in my mind what about yeah. you steve oh that's just more of a more of a question i don't know yeah. i don't know depends what it is. yeah yeah probably yeah yeah, I think that, I think it does make sense. Mm. Well, I, I think we've been a, a lot of places, and to be honest, like, this was this was a heavy episode <laughs> in, in a lot of ways. Like there was some really really good thinking, and like literally, and I think this is this is what we come for. I mean, so often we have conversations in order to bolster our position, mm. and um, like I'm actually here saying that like my position has changed as a result of this conversation, and especially particularly you, what, what you what you've said, you've you've confronted some of my assumptions and I believe that they were wrong. So I really appreciate that. Mm. Mm. So is there anything else that we feel like we need to slice and dice or or do we feel like we've uh, given an apt treatment? Like, I don't know if I'm necessarily going to leave here Mm. like with like, oh, okay, Mm. feel much better. Like, you know, Mm. knowing where Mm. I stand on this. I think I necessarily have reached to that, but mm-hmm. I think I'm glad that we ha- had the opportunity to kind of bounce mm. concepts and yeah. knowing how I can apply that in mm. everyday life and at least knowing general principles. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, essentially, is you know, I, I strive for honesty 100 percent of the yeah. time, but also for me, well, the way I, what I'm taking from this is that God loves me. Like, mm. you know, ultimately he, He's forgiving yeah. and He's compassionate yeah. and He reads my my motives. Yeah. Um, so ultimately, I just need to trust in that mm-hmm. as I'm striving for that in it, just in case I fail. And I, I think a, a good note for us to come to as we finish talking about Corrie Ten Boom earlier, and as, as you pointed out, that she did tell the truth, right? Mm-hmm. And the people weren't found. Yeah. I don't know that I am in a position where I would be able to do that. Mm-hmm. But what I do believe is that that is... Uh, that is I don't know the right word, but basically that is showing how strong her faith was and how close that she must have been to God, that, that she could hear the, the the reasoning of the Holy Spirit to say, this is what you need to do. Mm. And and she was happy to, or her family, or I'm not sure who said the words, but basically whoever that was, they were willing to 
go out on a limb for the sake of the gospel, for the sake of what they were convicted of. Mm. And I think that's where I want to be. Like that that's the core of the issue. I want to be so close to God yeah. where whether I'm living with conviction. Yeah, well, I'm living exactly. So whether mm. I'm actually um, telling a falsehood for the sake of saving someone else or whether I'm telling the truth, I want to be close enough to God so I'm not making that decision by myself. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Mm. I think mm. that's probably the the core to where we need to be with any of it. And I think, I don't know if she necessarily thought that she had that in her mm. to do that. I think ultimately it's by the grace of Jesus she was able to do yeah. that. Mm. And I think sometimes I think we, we, we it may, maybe we're harsh on ourselves and thinking, oh, I don't know if we could do that. But that I think ultimately God gives us what we need mm. at that time. Yeah. Like his grace is sufficient for us mm. um, at that point in time. And I think we shouldn't bring a, a fast track a time of trouble even though we're kind of doing that today. <laughs> I think, I think we, 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 we induce the time of trouble in our <laughs> conversation today, like, you know, so, you know, going through stressful scenarios. But I think ultimately God will give us, when we are close to God like that, yeah. when we've developed our relationship, we've mm. developed that level of um, cred by the grace of Jesus mm. over this time. When we reach to that point in our lives where we have to make difficult decisions, mm. we, can, we just have to trust God that God will see us through that. Yeah. yeah. Mm. For sure. Well, Let's leave it there. Thank you so much for joining us for the episode. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe. We'll catch you guys for another episode next week. God bless. See you guys. And that's the end of another episode. Just before I head off, I want to encourage you to go over to our page on Facebook and also our account on Instagram and follow us there because that is where we interact with our listeners and we would love for you to enter in and join the conversation. Also, while you're signing up, I would also recommend signing up to our mailing list on our website, oztabletalk.com.au. If you do that, you will receive our exclusive content because occasionally we do release exclusives and they only go out to our mailing list so i would strongly recommend you go and sign up for that if you have a few more minutes to be one of the most amazing listeners on the planet you can go over to itunes or wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review because reviews help us to grow and they help other people to find us so if you want to help us reach those goals please jump in and give us a review the final message that i'd like to leave you with is to let you know about our patreon account now Patreon is a way for creators to get paid for creating and ultimately what we do does cost money to get us hosted and have the services that we need to run the podcast and so if you'd like to help us do that jump over onto patreon.com slash oztabletalk and you can you can give anything from even a dollar a month upwards but at different levels there are different benefits different rewards that we want to give you just to say thank you for being an amazing supporter of ours if you can't afford that we would just gratefully accept your prayers because that is what our ministry runs on. And so with that, I will leave you to your day and thank you so much for listening to this episode. We look forward to seeing you guys next week.